to the very first solo episode, the Wild Clarity Wisdom Post. So this is the first time I've done one of these and it feels quite strange because normally I'll be interviewing someone. I will ask them questions and they'll answer me. Uh, does feel very odd just to be here in my study on my own talking to you. And I'm not sure how far I'm going to get with this, but let's give it a go. I am so fortunate to interview some absolutely incredible people who have such inspiring stories. And when I started putting the podcast together, I really wanted to keep working with people and interviewing, but I also wanted to pull out themes that they talk about and make them into solo episodes, just to further inspire people, to give people steps on how to implement some of the ideas they've heard, and just to help you a little bit further with finding and acting on your wild clarity moments. So, but today I want to talk about team development. We have heard that in a number of the podcast interviews. I want to talk about a specific model, um, Tuckman's model of team development. There will be a diagram or a, a whiteboard walkthrough, shall we say. So me drawing on a whiteboard, it will be in the blog. So it'll go with this podcast. So please feel free if you're a visual learner like I am, pop onto the blog and have a look. So have you ever wondered when you walk into a new team or you start a new job and there's a team or you have a new team forming, like you're on a project or something and you're putting a team together, it can sometimes feel a little bit like a children's playground. You know, we might be all adults, but for the first few days, weeks, uh, months, if you're unlucky, it can feel like it's just not working. So what do we go through when we build teams and how can we as leaders help them? Tuckman's model of team development has I'm going to say four plus one stages. There were originally four, there are now five. Stage one is forming. Stage two is storming. Three is norming. Four is performing. And five is adjourning or mourning. So we'll see it written as both adjourning and mourning. And I'll explain a little bit more when we get to that. So let's look about the forming stage first. When you form groups and think of it when kids start school in September or when you join a networking event and you're thrust into a group of people you don't really know and everything's really nice. Everyone's quite polite. You want people to like you or at least not to not like you. And we do a lot of talking, feeling our way, really starting to try and understand where we fit in this new team. When we are in a team like a project team, we might have a very unclear purpose, we may not have any direction, and we may not really know much about what we're doing, but that's fine because we're getting to know each other. So as leaders, we need to provide guidance and insurance in this stage. We need to be the team's safety net, and we need to really give that glue, create that community. Now, that can look different to how, however your leadership style is. For me, it involves cake, it involves coffee, and it involves a lot of downtime with the team to really get to know who they are. So a lot of work on group dynamics, understanding individuals, understanding the relationships between the individuals. You can get a lot of this from observing, but also a lot of the time just from asking really clever, clever, I'm not sure if that's the right word, really open questions and giving them the space to speak. Of course, if you do that, Make sure you listen to the answers as well. So after forming, we move into storming. Storming. This is an interesting one. This is when I'm going to say the elbows come out a little bit. There could be conflict. There could be power struggles. 
they can be, I mean, from the team point of view, they want to, they're testing and challenging. They're testing each other. They're challenging assumptions. You might find in this stage that emotions start to dominate over objectivity, especially if there's no appetite for compromise. So as a leader, you know that this is happening. And do you know what? The biggest piece of advice I can give on this stage is let it happen. So let's let's look at an example here. Quite often, people are promoted into manager positions and they have a team because they're really good at their job. So they've been really good for years and they're promoted into this um, aspirational role of being a leader and they've got a team. So imagine what it feels like as a leader when after the nice bit of forming, your team start arguing and they start disagreeing. And like I said, the elbows come out a bit and they start disagreeing with you as well. So how does that feel as a leader? I know how I'd feel and I know how I have felt. You feel like failure. You think, well, hang on a minute. I was promoted into this position. I'm supposed to be good. I'm supposed to be shit hot because my uh, my line manager promoted me and I can't even look after my team and get them to stop arguing. But this is normal. It's a completely normal stage of team development and just let it happen. There'll be power struggles. Like I said, there'll be conflict. But this is where bonds are being formed. So the bonds are being formed between the leader and the team and also within teammates. So for you as a leader, you need to keep the goal in sight. So you need to make sure they know the aims and the objectives. Keep them, keep that light at the end of the tunnel there for them. So they're going through this tunnel and they're they're doing some storming, but they can see the light. They know what their objectives are and what they're heading to. If you can, provide a coaching style of leadership. So like I said, ask the questions, listen to the answers. You might find that you feel like you're a mediator at some points, but let them go through it, show them you're there and just keep guiding them towards that end objective, that light at the end of the tunnel. And I promise you, you will get through it. So after storming, we move on to norming. So we've got forming, storming and then norming. This is the third stage of Tuckman's model of team development. And this is when Actually, we've done some storming. We've kind of felt each other out a little bit and gone, oh, where are you? Where do I sit? You kind of know your roles. So the team will really now know their clear roles. They'll know their responsibilities. And they would have reached an agreement and a consensus on their ways of working. So they know how they are going to work with each other and they're ready to to start doing well, to start performing. In this stage, they are effective. Okay. So they are an effective team. You'll find that a lot of the team's energy starts to look outward into allocated tasks. So instead of looking inward within each other and, you know, spending that energy arguing, I suppose, with each other, they're starting to now go, okay, how do we band together as a group? How do we move forward? You'll also find the communication becomes a lot open, commitment stronger, and there's actually a real desire to solve the issues and reach to those objectives. A leader at this stage, you facilitate. They know what they're doing. They know their roles. They're all specialists in their own areas. So you facilitate them working together. You might introduce brainstorming. So you give them that you facilitate them learning from each other and together. Definitely still actively listen. And actually, you you enhance the plan, the original plan through discussion. So let me explain this a little bit further. Everyone in your team has their own ideas. We all have our own ideas, our experiences, our own biases, our own cultures we've come from, the ways we've been brought up, the experience, everything, absolutely everything is different. So you have got a huge diversity of thought in that team. 
you've got people who think differently to each other. So if you have a plan, especially if that plan has been created by one or a small group of people, use this time with your team to ask their ideas, to say, okay, well, you know the plan now, what else can we do? Keep asking, what else? What else? We use this in coaching quite a bit. Uh, You'll often hear a coach say, okay, what else? Mm -hmm. What else? That's why we're doing it. We're getting you to think. So do it with your team. Get them to think, get them to brainstorm and get them to have ownership for this plan moving forward. Okay, so like I said, at this stage of norming, your team are effective. Now let's look at performing. When we're talking about performing, we're talking about a team that are effective and they are efficient. So now we're moving into that working in the optimum way. So they have a clear vision, a clear purpose, and they are focused on that goal achievement. The team is empowered and the leader should really be able to now delegate and they just monitor. So you have trust, you have two-way trust because this team now has that shared sense of unity and they have a shared vision. So they will, they will automatically be working collectively. They'll be supporting each other. And actually you'll find they have a desire to improve and do well for the collective, for the team. And they'll also want to learn from their own experiences and from each other's experiences. So what you need to be doing is really giving them that, I was about to say give them the rope, but, um, like on a horse who's galloping, give them the head, give them the, give them the reins, let them go. Not sure that sounded any better. Hopefully you know what I mean. So that's how you as a leader can help them through those four stages of forming, storming, norming and performing. Let's talk about adjourning or mourning. This is when a task is complete. So it could be when you're on a project and at the end of the project you've finished and everyone's like, oh, amazing. Or you get, um, say it's a football, I always use football. Let me go for netball. You're Play, you're on a netball team and you've done really well and you've won a tournament. You all go out for dinner and drinks. And then about a week later, the season's finished and you're like, oh, I miss everyone. And you feel a bit down and you haven't got practice to go to and you'll feel that sense of mourning. For those of you listening who have kids, you'll notice this sometimes happens in the school year. So September, kids go to school. And they're a little bit nervous, especially if it's a new school year in a school they don't know, or if it's going from primary school to secondary school or high school. They're a little bit nervous. They come home, they say, oh, yeah, actually, it was nice. Everyone's nice, mum. I really like it. Mum, dad, I I like this. Then they'll start to storm. And you might find in the months of October and November is a little bit more difficult because they're starting to figure out where they sit in that group. Then the rest of the school year, normally with a few ups and downs, especially depending on the age of the kids, will go through in that sort of norming and performing type of um, um, pattern and that, that journey. And then think about what happens as you get to the end of the school year and suddenly they're not going to see their friends for six weeks if you're in the UK. I want to say three months in the US, but it's a lot longer than six weeks. And you can feel in that first week when everyone finishes school, there's sometimes that feeling of mourning of, oh, I miss them. Trust me, when they're at school, you may have struggled to get them there towards the end of term because they want to be on summer holidays. When they're on summer holidays, they are going through that mourning. Like I said, much the same in a project group. 
if you've especially if you've had a really good team and you've got to know each other and you've done a good job you will feel that morning so it's those good feelings versus that morning that finish um as a leader you just you need to be empathetic at this stage you need to give the recognition to everyone and you need to lead the closure so you need to recognize be empathetic also recognize recognize the contributions everyone has made as a team the contributions people have made as an individual and also recognize where they are in this team development recognize that there is a period of mourning if it helps show them the diagram and say look this is where we are have a bit of a a bit of a uh, reflective period and you may have a few laughs when you look at the storming part and remember how everyone was there so like i said this is a journey um it's worth me also saying that you can go back and forth. You can oscillate between these stages. You can get stuck. You can oscillate. You can go backwards. And that could be because you have change in people. So someone might come into the team when you are norming and suddenly you find yourself right back in storming because that person needs to find their place as well. You go through it one to five, but you might go back and forth a little bit. But now, hopefully, you're a bit better equipped as a leader to know how you can help your team as you're going through. And that is it for today. I wanted to keep these episodes short. I've hit just hit 15 minutes. So I wanted them to be short pieces of wild clarity wisdom that you could learn from and hopefully take forward and implement into your own lives. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please do feel free to let me know, listen, share and review it for me. And of course, if you enjoyed this Wild Clarity Wisdom episode, I would like to have access to not only more training like this, including PDFs, masterclasses, workbooks and live training sessions, but also the opportunity to be part of a community who are all learning from each other, connecting and sharing. And have access to two group coaching sessions a month on anything you bring to the table to discuss. Then please do jump onto my website and register your interest for the Wild Clarity Club. Doors aren't open yet, but register your interest and I'll let you know when they are. As always, thank you for listening and I look forward to sharing more stories and learning opportunities with you.